Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Super excited to be here on another episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis and hemp from the eyes of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible industry forward. As you know, it is our mission here at Hemp Revolution and MedicalSecrets.com to share the truth about cannabis and hemp so that you can make educated and empowered decisions about how you want to care for yourself and the people that you love or otherwise enjoy this beautiful gift of life. If you're a budding entrepreneur, we live to serve you and helping you understand how you can break through the glass walls and bricks, the brick, glass ceilings and brick walls of this industry. I'd love to hear more about your story. Shoot me an email, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. And if you're someone looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com for some of our favorite picks. Guys, I have been searching far and wide for folks from all different walks of life in the industry, hoping in hopes that you yourself can identify with their success, their story, or their struggle in, in operating inside of this space. And I'm excited to bring you another pretty incredible change maker in this industry who grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma and Red Feather Lakes in Colorado. University of Oklahoma, 1979 to 1984, Escofer School of Culinary Arts in Boulder, um, Colorado, class of 2015. He has worked in the hospitality industry his whole life, a lifelong cannabis activist and started Mystic Mountain Hemp back in 2015. Help me welcome my good friend, Tommy Mullen. How's it going, Tommy? Very well. Thank you very much for that nice introduction. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Happy to have you on the show today. Um, would love to hear a little bit more about you and your background and what you are doing in the industry with Mystic Mountain. Okay. Um, like I said, I've been a lifelong um, cannabis advocate, um, doing all the rallies in Denver uh, back in the 90s and stuff. And pushing on the legislation. And uh, in uh, 2013, I uh, found a flyer for the uh, NOCO Camp Expo. And that was, um, I believe, the first year that they had it. And so I attended that event. And at that event, I found uh, another gentleman there named John Patterson, and he had tiny hemp houses. So I signed up for a um, uh, to work on a tiny hemp home they were building outside of Fort Collins. And I fell into the hemp world. And um, the people were uh, very nice. It was very exciting. The possibilities were endless. Um, so I attended that workshop, and then I did more research on hemp, and I decided I would like to start cooking um, with the hemp uh, seeds, uh, the can uh, powders, milks, things like that. And anyway, um, it was uh, I wanted to initially do infused uh, edibles uh, for dispensaries, but with the cost in Colorado of the licensing at the time, 
it was prohibitive for me as a beginner in the industry to get in. So I dove headfirst into the hemp. And so I started making um, some hemp uh, foods and things and experimenting and decided I'd go to culinary school and, and up my game as far as making, pro- making you know, foods and things. And so um, I started uh, cooking around the front range. I um, did some small parties. I cooked for um, the uh, Kohai board meetings. I uh, cooked at John uh, Patterson's hemp events. And I made some incredibly wonderful friends and associates. Um, and I discovered that the hemp industry seemed to be a lot um, more compassionate than other aspects in the cannabis uh, world. So anyway, um, I ran across a, um, I love to travel and being in the service industry, I seem to be stuck in one location all the time, except, you know, when I did it, when I catering and things. But uh, I found a place in Poland uh, called um, the Palace at Nakwa, and they were advertising a hemp uh, workshop in Poland. So I thought, what the heck, I love to travel. I'm going to branch out here. And I went to um, this first event in Poland. So anyway, um, I discovered the international world of hemp. And um, it became a very exciting and inspiring aspect uh, for my career. I met people from all different walks of life, different countries. Um, Hemp had now brought me into an area of my life that I wanted to um, inspire keep on with, which was the traveling. And I met all these different people and found different workshops and things. But that is a, a company called Hemp Today, and they're out of Nakwa, Poland, and they have a publication there. And if you're interested in any world, worldwide events uh, going on there or, or in, in the cannabis industry, they're a real good source to look at. So anyway, I came back. I've been to Poland now three times. Um, I became more excited every time I went. I did more parties here. And I realized that um, what I was trying to do was actually make healthy foods. I do vegan foods, and I wanted to do healthy foods for people that go to dispensaries to enjoy. Um, when they go home, they take their oil home, and they go home, and they eat Doritos and drink Dr. Pepper, and they don't continue maybe on a healthier lifestyle. So um, I decided to stop the catering and go into uh, the packaged food line so that I could get the products out to more people. Um, in the industry or in the world that wanted to increase and better their health through the cannabis plant. And, and being in conjunction with the dispensaries and the regular THC oil seemed like a perfect fit. So right now I am um, um, getting my products tested. Everything's kind of shut down right now. So I think I'm sure there's going to be a lapse in time. But as soon as my first line of products uh, come out, I would like to introduce them. Um, I came down here to the Tulsa area. It's been a little challenging with people not understanding the difference between hemp and the regular cannabis plant, but um, I keep plucking along and um, that's where I am right now. The website's down being remodeled into a packaged food site and uh, we're just wanting to get the word out about hemp and how wonderful it is for you and how uh, great it is for your health and it goes hand in hand with the sister uh, cannabis plant and um, yeah, just it excites me. As you can tell I start to stutter when I talk about it because I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's a sign that you're really passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, and I'm a lifelong lifelonger, and I will continue lifelong. I eat hemp every single day. Um, I drink it. I uh, have. Just, I just love it. I wear. I just. I've got it in my hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. A little hair mask 
on the Happy Revolution podcast, little beauty regimen. I like it. I like it. A man's man out of Oklahoma with a beauty mask and, and a little deep conditioner. That's good. We're, we're doing good here. Amidst the coronavirus, we always have time for a hemp deep conditioner. Um, question, you know, hemp, cannabis, lifelong advocate, in the two areas that you grew up, including Tulsa and here in Colorado, um, Colorado certainly more friendly than Oklahoma. I spent quite a bit of time in, in and out of Oklahoma as a young kid, and it was not very open and receptive <laughs> to cannabis. What was the pushback or reaction from your family, friends, or inner circle as you were entering into the space? Um, I guess that they saw my excitement because um, my parents now use oil and um, Everybody loves the hemp products. I make hemp products for uh, my family, foods and things. And my initial circle, of course, we're all within Colorado and Oklahoma. And they had no problem at all. The people that I grew up with here have had no problem with it at all. Because I've been gone for 40 years now. I left in 79 and just came back um, this year. So the people that I've um, grew up with here, some don't understand it. Um, I think education is one of the key factors, of course, with all cannabis. Um, related topics. The education is so important for um, people to to learn about it and understand it and not be afraid of it. But overall, um, a few people have not been very welcoming, but overall, I think most people, the um, THC cannabis business here has exploded. And before it did explode here, they had all these CBD shops of hemp. So it, it wasn't like a brand new shock when I got here because they'd been going for a year or two before I got here. So um, I think that people are looking for alternatives to uh, Western medicines and more of a traditional approach and stuff that doesn't zone you out and make you a zombie, uh, basically, and stuff that you can actually uh, live your life, whether it heals you permanently or it's just a better way to um, go through the progression of your illness. I think that um, hemp and the regular cannabis, THC cannabis, are the route to go. And I think people are understanding that more and more. It's just up to us to get that information out to them. Such important work. And then in 2015, you got involved with holistic cooking. How has that played a role in um, what you're doing with your business now? Um, well, the, like I said, the, um, the avenue I want to go with now is that people with specific ailments, there's specific um, ingredients that you cook with that have beneficial aspects to a person's um, condition. It's not meant to cure. It's not meant to, um, I believe that your own body cures itself and that this is just a, a, a tool that you use to help you get there. But I want to take these products to where say you have, um, I hate to say specific illness, but say you have cancer and um, I don't use any refined sugars. I don't use any of the stuff that cancer feeds off of. And it would be more, um, oh, I don't know, whether it's astringent, whatever you call it, that they um, actually helps your body fight it itself. Like I said, it's not meant as a cure or as intended. It's just uh, meant to be a nutritious product to get your body aligned where it can actually heal for itself, if that makes sense to you, if I'm making any sense on that topic. But uh, yeah, it would just be a lot of uh, vegan foods because animal fats and animal products uh, cause inflammation. Inflammation equals cancer, or not cancer, but um, uh, pain. And so it's just a way to, I think that through food, I've known through my own diet, um, by changing some habits and eliminating some processed things and some 
um, heavily sugar. I have a real big sweet tooth, sugared items. So I actually feel better and I function better. And um, the cannabis is really wonderful. Um, I didn't know how many people had digestion problems until I started uh, passing out some of these products. And um, <laughs> people come back and it's kind of an embarrassing topic to talk on. But a lot of people have problems with their digestion. And when you can help them um, make it better, uh, they are forever grateful. <laughs> it's amazing what digestion can control people's lives. And that's been one of the major benefits that I've seen with the hemp is the people's digestion. So, but it does, there's other, like I said, I don't want to um, say that I cure anything or think that the hemp cures it or anything else. It's just the tool that you use to help your body heal itself. And I always recommend people uh, check with their diet, their primary physician if they do have health problems and they want to start head first into all this. So they do go speak with their doctors and everything and make sure that it's okay with them because we don't want to. Um, make any false claims or get this in any bad light at all with media or with the public. Everybody poops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do. <laughs> That's the way to sum it all up. Everybody poops and some, some have more trouble with it than others. And I'll tell you what, what you put in your body makes such a big difference. And over time, like, I run, I run a coaching program, a health coaching program, um, where I'm educating people on how to be health coaches. And they're so excited and, and ambitious to hear about, you know, the cannabis aspect of things and, you know, the CBD aspect of things when in fact, it's not really that that makes the biggest difference. It's the everything else that you do along with that, that makes the whole thing work together. You know, like if you're not drinking enough water and if you're not eating the right foods for your body and you're putting, you know, you're layering sugar after sugar or fat after fat, and then taking some CBD, like, sorry, but CBD and a McDonald's chaser isn't going to do much for you. You know what I'm saying? Like you really have to have, you really have to have some consciousness around what you're putting into your body and the effects that it's going to have both short and long term. So that's, that's my opinion on it. And I don't think people should be embarrassed to talk about it. There's, you know, there's like, because at the end of the day, that's the name of the game, right? Like, Oh, the food tastes so good, but your stomach hurts until it goes out the other end. And di and digestion is such is more than 80% of what's happening with your immune system right now. Yes, that's very much true. And I found out they have a huge um, opioid problem down here in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And those cause constipation. And I've been meeting people that don't poop for like a week. Oh my God, I couldn't. And, and I tell them, just run to natural grocers, grab, we're lucky when they have natural grocers here, like in Colorado. Yeah. And, or they pick up some of my bars or stuff. And I, I do make them in the form of energy bars and energy balls. And they are... Um, the stuff that I've started with is more of a, um, a grab and go product. And I've learned with a lot of people in their conditions, they can't eat a lot. So I had the other uh, aspect of the company. I was doing larger meals and things, uh, but this is more of a snack type thing. But like I said, uh, they're vegan, they're sugar free, they're dairy free, old vegan is dairy free. But, uh, anyway, they're just a better approach to that. And, uh, so I said, I'm just trying to get into the dispensaries here to have them settled along with their, their products. Well, I think that that's really super good. What's your, you know, in, in any one part of this business, there are quite a few 
roadblocks and challenges. And for different people, it's a different challenge. For the industry as a whole, there seems to be, you know, some pretty uniform challenges. In getting started and sort of making this transition into the industry, what have you been up against that has made you feel like, ooh, maybe perhaps this isn't going to go the way I expected it? Or, you know, um, what has forced you to pivot and move and what's, what's presented itself as a um, challenge? A challenge, a challenge would probably be have been the um, finances and me not being um, educated enough on, say, numbers and percentages. And I took on some larger projects that failed um, in my catering uh, because of one was the weather concern. One, one, it, was, it was an outdoor event. I geared up for 2,000 people and it snowed like nobody's business. And Anyway, I lost uh, several thousand dollars on that. It sent me back. It would be mainly be very much um, aware of your finances, what you can handle, um, what your costs are going to be. <clears throat> There's a lot more costs that are that are not. Say, if someone just getting in, there's insurance, there's all these other different things that you get, like in a regular business that come with this, and just your kitchen and um, that type of stuff, all the stuff with the health department. Um, it's the business side of it. And it's, <clears throat> you can, I would also highly recommend that you choose a single item. And in the hemp industry, it's so hard to choose a single item because there's so many thousands of things that you can do with hemp. But um, I'm geared down. We're going to roll out with one um, item. I come up with a process on um, day caramel, making day caramel. And we're going to do a shortbread day caramel um, type product that comes out. And it's actually, extremely good for your heart um it's a um, it's got the um oh pinion it's not pinion i can think of it it's a powder that's out on the market and i'm sure it's a very old um powder but it's very very good for diabetics and things and i have a lot of diabetes in my family and stuff so i kind of geared this first one towards the cardiovascular and uh, diabetic um aspect of things so but i would really seriously scale down to very small you've got plenty of time i'm 59 and i still have plenty of time to get this up and going correctly now and um it's um you bite off more than you can chew and then you don't understand that the costs are going to really um come into play which people i mean people understand costs and everything but that was my main thing was if i had narrowed things down to one product uh, you know like because yeah, you always you can always expand you can't but once you start a bunch of stuff it can really um overwhelm you but the people in this industry i've found to be so compassionate and so caring and um it's a wonderful i was in the bar business forever before this and it's a whole difference the alcohol world versus the cannabis world are like night and day isn't that interesting it is and uh, of course, one of them numbs you and one of them expands you, and we know which is which. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's fun. I really enjoy it. I've seen, you know, personal benefits in myself. And you have to always remember that maybe if you don't become the largest retailer, you can make a living at this and you can, um, you know, you don't have to become the, the giant corporation that uh, so many of us don't want to be and just be uh, like a boutique type. Um, and just care about the people around you and, and in your realm. And I think that through that, you'll be surprised how your growth is and you can make a really nice living, not just a living, but uh, 
anyway, that's what I'm finding out with it. Yeah, you know, doing. I think people. Um, I think people take for granted that you can run a local business. Obviously, when anybody does anything, there, you know, most people are like, "Yes, I'm about to be the next Steve Jobs up in here. Like, I'm gonna have. I'm the next Jeff Bezos. I'm gonna sell all the CBD." Like, <laughs> I, I notice that people have really big dreams, and I love it, and I'm really excited about it. But I'm not sure that everybody is fully prepared for what it takes to actually get to that point. And when you're a budding entrepreneur. And you're trying to figure out like how to use precious resources or what kind of resources it's going to take for you to hit that next milestone. Or let's face it, the first milestone, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty tough and it's pretty daunting. And one move that's done in the wrong way at the wrong or at the wrong time could be fatal, you know? And so I hear that quite a bit that like, ooh, resources are really delicate or, you know, I'm up against this or I'm up against that. And I, and I always question like, you know, how do you as a company recover from that and get back on track? Um, so if you have any insight on that, I would love to hear that from you. Like once so you hit up against something where really precious resources are spent and can't be recovered for whatever reason, snow, wind, hail, a hurricane, whatever it is. Um, the weathering the storm of business is a unique skill set and then getting yourself back on track so that you're, you know, moving in the direction that you had planned on originally. How do you navigate your way through that? How do you recover your funds? You know, you mentioned how compassionate and understanding this industry is. Is it a group effort? Um, talk me through a little bit. Okay. Um, I unfortunately bit off way more than I could do. And it crippled me. It absolutely took me down. So I was forced to actually uh, work the bar again. I didn't stop with the hemp, but I had borrowed um, several thousand dollars on one end and then used a bunch of money that I had saved. And I ended up losing about $9,000 on it. So um, if you're a small business, that's the big hit. But I found that through, um, I came back to Oklahoma here and I've been working with some friends here and it's a lot more, um, I had to reevaluate where I was and what it was costing me to um, work in that particular area. So I came back down here and I'm just now um, beginning to actually fully recover. Cause like I said, I took out a loan and all kinds of things on that. So um, anyway, um, it's just a long process for me. It's, it's, um, I used up everything I had. So um, I had to start basically from zero again. And that one hurt because I was actually scooping out food with shovels <laughs> into a garden. I had made so much food because they had prepared for this amount of people. But anyway, it's a learning curve and it got me back down here. I'm with my, around my family more now and um, that's a good thing. So you have to look at everything um, in that perspective. And like I said, it's, it depends on, it's, it's just so critical in the beginning to understand what you started and how much money you do have and what you can do with it. And just uh, do what I did and get excited. And then I bit off more than I could chew. And it was, uh, well, it would have been okay had we been able to sell it, but we weren't able to sell anything because it was dumping snow. <laughs> and we were outdoors. So um, anyway, it's a live and learn thing. Um, like I said, the preparedness is the key to it all. Had I been better prepared, I would have um, probably not accepted that type of job or, or what to do. But I got excited and I wasn't prepared. I mean, I was prepared to do the event, but not if the event crashed. You need to always 
I hate to put a negative spin on things, but you do need to understand uh, that there are, um, it's with any business. My brother has pizza restaurants and, um, there's challenges with every business for, uh, things to succeed. And so, but you don't get discouraged. Um, I love, 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 love this plant. And, um, there's just so much, you know, I've been, I've even considered lately, should I get into a different aspect of the hemp industry? Maybe food isn't what I should be doing, although I really, really enjoy the food aspect of it. But, um, the hemp industry is so broad. Um, there's construction, there's, um, you know, fabrics. I just say, uh, oh, I, I, uh, email from a guy that makes hemp suits and he just want me to look at his hemp suits and things. So there's, you know, there's shoes, there's all different types of clothing. They're coming out with plastics. I think whoever gets in on the uh, plastic wear uh, made from hemp is going to make a fortune. If you're looking at making a fortune running a huge company, get into the plastic wear end of it because yeah. uh, that's that's a huge, huge... That's a young man's game there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, it's, uh, you can stay in hemp and maybe uh, fine-tune or tweak the area that you're in, but it's, it's got a broad, broad cover. It's like mama's wings around you. It's hemp and she'll take care of you. Uh, no matter how, what niche you find in it, it doesn't have to be, you know, a specific thing you think maybe when you get in, you're going to do it. And then you kind of see something else. Uh, if things aren't going the way you like, or well, I guess it's just broad. There's so much. It's, if I was really young right now, I'd be, it would be just insane. What's going to come down the pike in the next few years with this too. There's, there's all type of hemp woods coming out now. I saw some cabinetry that came out. There's flooring. Um, they do have the uh, the masks now, like for the coronavirus masks. Um, they're making those um, in hemp because hemp fabrics are like, is it antimicrobial? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. They said if hospitals would use all hemp bedding, that there would not be any more of the infections and things in hospitals because nothing would spread. No staff and stuff would spread. So there's a lot. There's hemp batteries. There's like It's just... It's limitless, and I think that, like I said, you, there's always time to do things and make sure that you pick the one that you really, really want to do. Um, because uh, anyway, because then you might get discouraged and not pay attention to your hemp, and hemp is <laughs> you don't want to turn your back on hemp either. It's it's going to be, I think it's the the cure all for everything. It's just, I mean, maybe not everything, but it, there's just so many things that can help with the earth and with us and our health and um you can tell i really like him <laughs> yeah it's so good i love it it's infectious um what would be some key pieces of advice i mean you just dropped quite a bit of value there but i i, I always ask this question just to give you a chance to think about it and and share with our audience we have kind of a mixed bag of people we have the folks that you know are looking for the best products that love to you know, test and try new things from listening to different episodes of the podcast. But we also have entrepreneurs at different levels of success coming in and listening in and and wondering what should they do to avoid any of the pitfalls? What would be one or two key pieces of advice that you would offer somebody who was considering getting into this space but may not know how? Um... It's probably right back to the preparedness. Um, you can't really look at everything because the, the spectrum is too broad to see all, everything that hemp can do. Um, but uh, take some things that you're passionate about. Take uh, um, whether it be food, whether it be fashion, whether it be, um, you know, building. Um, 
that because the hemp crate industry is extremely exciting um, aspect of it. You can do so much with it. Um, there's uh, work with you know different uh, oh magazines. I've had friends start magazines and things. There's just a ton of stuff to do, but it's find your passion, what you really believe that you think you'd like to do. I know it's hard to say what you want to do with your life um, at any age, but find something that you're very passionate about and then look into the hemp industry and then please, please, please do your homework. <laughs> 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 the ingredient is do your homework. And um, it's great to be excited. It's great to be, you know, about everything, but really, really, um, see what you can do. You can always take baby steps over giant leaps and um, just doing smaller events, do smaller things, um, fine tune things till you get them as perfect as you want to be. Nothing's ever perfect and nothing's ever finished. So, um, you know, get as far along as you think you can go and then uh, test it out and then just keep that passion and, and look at your hemp. And I really think no matter what aspect of the hemp industry you get into, if you're eating it, wearing it, um, smearing it in your hair, <laughs> smearing it on your face, whatever, making, I use hemp shampoos, hemp lotions. Um, if you've got the plant and totally wrapping around you, you will find an avenue in this. And like I said, you may not be the Steve Jobs or whatever at all of it, but, uh, you know, most hemp people I know are real laid back and they don't want a huge company to run, <laughs> but if they can make a living and make a really good living. Um, it's enough and it's a very peaceful, nice life. That um, I don't know. I think that all this virus stuff going on now is making people actually look at things, um, look at their lives, look at how we live, look how this has shut us down, and how everybody's you know reacting to it. And I think that a, a simpler, more grassroots life um, is what you can find with hemp, and that hemp um, can take care of you and heal you, and you know make you feel great and have a wonderful life, and then. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful um, thing. I'm so glad I discovered it early. I did. I have been um, looking at hemp for many, many years before 2015, and I've always tried to buy. I've you know bought hemp clothes and that kind of stuff, but nothing that I understood what I was doing. But uh, now, uh, the, with the way everything is now for everybody, it's um, it's a great place in time to become involved with hemp. And there's been great strides. Like I said, the European um, um, aspect of it if you like to travel, but it's all over. It's They have Latin American summits. They have uh, one in Asia that's a really good one that some friends I met in Poland put on. And um, anyway, it's just a great, great lifestyle. And it's some way you can work a job. And, and like I said, I don't know if I've actually answered your question. I'm just rattling. <laughs> no, you did. You did. You answered my you answered my question. And I think you made a really important point talking about, you know, big versus local business. And I agree that there's, you know, you can do quite a bit running a local business and making a massive impact in your community without having to run some astronomical, you know, company. So I I agree with you and I will add to what you're saying. Um, with, with some, just, just a simple add on here to say, you know, it's kind of a cliche, get in where you fit in and you know where you're going to fit in based off of the skill sets that you currently have and the passion that you have. Don't mute your passion because you don't have the skill sets. Skill sets is something that can be developed and acquired. Anybody who's a master at anything has invested 10,000 hours 
plus into becoming that expert. It doesn't happen overnight. No one's born with those skill sets. You know, there are things that come naturally to you, but you never want to mute your passion because you don't have skill sets. So always seek out the thing that you're most passionate about, have that be the driving force and really shift the idea. It's not about profit. It's more about passion. And when you're operating from a place of passion, then the profit comes pretty easy and it's help. It's um, easier to navigate your way through and just, and, and harder to discourage you and distract you from your end in mind if you're really passionate about what it is that you're doing. So that would be the one piece of advice that I would add on top of the words of wisdom that you shared. Where can folks find you if they're interested in um, finding out more about you or the products that you have or what you're up to in the industry? Okay. Uh, Like I said, the website is down right now being reconfigured for the packaged goods, but you can, my email is greensky, G-R-E-E-N-S-K-Y, one nine six one at yahoo.com. I'm at Mystic Mountain Hemp on Facebook and it's with a Z instead of an S. That was my Polish fun I was having. <laughs> M-I-Z. <laughs> and then I have a small um oh Instagram. I guess it's Instagram. It's Mystic with the Z again and then the underscore and then hemp and then the it's that the underscore. I'm not a computer guy at all, but it's that lowercase um, dash between Mystic and Hemp and then after would be my Instagram. And that's got some pictures of the work I've done. And, um, you know, I'd be interested in, in knowing what types of products people are interested in. Um, I do soups and chilies and just all hemp is something that you can throw into basically anything. And, um, like I said, I do vegan, but I've done, um, carnivore parties before. I have carnivore parties. What is that? That's meat parties. (laughs) Oh my god, so fun! It was no, yeah, and like that. I, you know, what people eat is their own business, none of mine. And I don't. um, I'm not totally vegan. I just found the vegan niche um, to cook with. But I, you know, if you want to eat meat all day, that's fine. If you want to be vegan all day, that's fine. I try to bring um, the cultures together, and we we call it. I didn't. I didn't coin this place, but it's called flexitarian. And that's welcoming everybody, um, no matter regardless of what they eat, and they just want to incorporate hemp into their life, and um, or just whatever nutritional aspects, um, and live a better life, and stop the division, and stop all the stuff. But uh, like I said, um, you can put hemp in anything. Um, if you want to toast hemp, I don't know if you, I don't know how much longer I have. I was going to throw in how to toast the hemp parts. Yeah, let me let me hear let me hear a couple of good like little quick recipes okay. that yeah. you love to use. Okay, and these aren't like huge recipes. They're just a couple of ways to process no, to work with the hemp to add into anything. And the most of all is the toasting of the hemp parts, and that uh, adds a nutty, uh, woody flavor. Not woody, but really just the nutty kind of smoky flavor. I mean, to whatever you add them to. And I keep those toasted all the time. And I just toss them here and toss them there. You could do that. I put them in a, a just a, a nonstick pan or a cast, cast iron type, whatever, um, on the lowest, lowest, even actually warm sometimes because they do burn really easily. And I burn several batches of, you got to stay on them. And then you put a, a, a pinch of sea salt and a pinch of pepper, and that helps your digestibility of the nutrients. It helps to carry it, uh, the nutrients further through your gut than just the straight parts. 
And then like I said, then when those are done, uh, you'll start to smell them. I just toss the pan, stay on it, don't leave the pan. And you'll, you'll notice they'll start to darken and then you'll get the smell. I usually pull them when they get the smell, take them out of the pan, they'll burn just sitting in the pan and when you take it off the heat. So the minute you take it off, get them into a bowl or something and let them cool. And then um, the hemp milk is easy, easy, easy to make. And it's uh, two cups of water, one cup of hemp hearts. You throw them in a blender. I don't recommend a food processor because I've tried that and it does not seal. And I had water and hemp hearts all over the place. So <laughs> a, good, a good sealing high-powered blender. Run it like it's two cups of water, one cup of hemp hearts. Uh, run it for like two minutes. Um, you'll see it break down. Then you can run it through a cheesecloth or a chinois, um, which is a really tight sieve. You can, um, If you've got a strainer that's a really tight uh, weave on the strain, you can run it through that. And then um, a lot of people use, um, it's all fiber, fibrous, you know, beat up hearts that come out of that. And you can, um, uh, I throw it away mostly, but a lot of people make uh, burgers with it. They make all different kinds. They add it to salads, whatever. But I just strain off the milk. The milk to me has not a great flavor. Um, but you can add vanilla. You can add um, uh, like uh, maple syrup to it. But what I found is I like to cook with it like in place of almond milk or something in a recipe. Mm-hmm. And the more you whip it, the thick, it gets thick like heavy cream. So it's not, excuse me, it's not that I drink the hemp milk, but I use it in a ton of recipes and I use it in mac and cheese and I use it in all different kinds of things. And then um, another quick one is vegan parm and that is nothing but um, the hemp hearts and I use them toasted and then some nutritional yeast and then a little bit of salt. And, um, and like I said, that just goes basically like that. You toss it up and it's, it makes like it easy. It's a vegan, the vegan parm is what it is. And you can shake that on pizza or whatever. And it's got your hemp hearts in it. But I do want to caution people with you're eating hemp hearts. And I learned this the hard way through party that it is a very fibrous product and it's got very high fiber. So you, if you eat too much, you're going to get the exact what you think is going to happen if you eat too much fiber. So uh, kind of ease into it if you want. The recommended daily allowance is two tablespoons a day. And that's what I stick to usually. I mean, I make other stuff, but I do have my two tablespoons every day. And that's got uh, all the different things. If you want a really, really good, I know we don't have enough time to go into it, but nutritional analysis of the hemp and the hemp hearts and everything, go to Dr. Josh, Josh Axe online. He's a um, online doctor that I think is absolutely wonderful. And he's, he does all different kinds of things, but he's got a really good articles on the hemp and the food values of it. So you can find out caloric is, calories and all that stuff off of his website. I recommend him highly. So anyways, and that was, <laughs> that is so, I love it. I was wondering about hemp milk cause I, I buy it from the store, but I always wanted, I make almond milk, but I just wasn't sure and haven't experimented yet with, um, with any of the, you know, hemp milk in necessarily. Do you, um, did you say, I'm going to just ask you a couple of questions there. Did you say that the hemp milk gets um, more viscous or it gets thicker the longer that yeah. you whip it? Yes, it gets really creamy. I've actually combined it with aquafaba to make a whipped cream before. And I combined it. I make, um, how was it called? Chocolate ganache with it. And uh, no one can tell the difference that it's not heavy cream as far as the texture and everything. And then, of course, the chocolate takes up on that. 
I will also let you know that you should not cook with the hemp oil. Um, it does not do well under heat. And uh, I learned this actually in Europe for some people from Finland at one of the conferences. And they, uh, they were making hemp tofu, which is delicious. And I found one company, I can't think of the name of it, um, but they're only selling online now. I can't find it in stores. And they do a hemp tofu, but hemp will grow bacteria pretty quickly if you're making tofus and things. So um, watch about not storing things too long. Um, if you're making the milks and things, I always use them up in a day or two and then toss them, but they're not a long-term thing. And if you're cooking with the hemp hearts, uh, this, this came from the people from Finland at 351, um, will degrade the hemp. You need to stay below 350 when you're cooking with it. And I normally, when I cook different things, I usually add the hemp at the end, unless I'm baking it with bread or something. And then I cook it a few degrees lower than 350 or whatever I'm making it. Because heat will um, continue to to you know get higher, even if you take it out and sit there, and almost like a log burning in a fireplace gets hotter and hotter, your bread will heat up and it cool. So, I mean, anyway, just watch your temperatures. And the hemp oil is good for salad dressings and things like that, um, but not to cook with. Don't pour it in a pan and try to fry something with it. <laughs> Sounds like that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I've had many, many, many trials, and it's been fun the whole way. And fortunately, I'm able to laugh a lot. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. That's so great. Well, I'm super excited to have you on the show. I'd love to do like a little virtual cooking session. We come down into Oklahoma, we have a few clients down there. So when we come back down, um, I'd love to get together and do a little cooking session. I feel like that would be so much fun to do like a cooking with hemp uh, yes. class. It would be awesome. And like I said, I do get back and forth to Colorado too. I didn't leave for good. I love, love, love. Colorado is my home. I love Colorado. So. Oh, good. Well, we should stay in touch. And when you're coming back up this way, we can probably do it. Yeah, because I had actually, if NOCO hadn't been canceled, I was going to come up and be in Colorado during when we did this show. So. But we all know what happened there. So, yeah, <laughs> we so all know. Being able to hang out with my parents and make sure everything's cool down here. And um, it's fun. It's a nice, it's getting, everybody's going to get to reset. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good time for us to just sort of incubate and, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm trying not to be too freaked out about it. I'm not doing a very good job, though. I got to be honest. Um, <laughs> if you go to my Facebook page, I've got a, a um, it's a song with Tina Turner that she's doing one of her Buddhist chants. And that's under Tommy Mullen on my right. And anybody's welcome to look at my regular Facebook page, too. But scroll down a little bit. It's down there and you'll see Tina Turner. And it's the most peaceful uh, little mantra thing that she sings. If you like Tina Turner. I love Tina Turner. Who doesn't like Tina Turner? I don't know. I Get off my show if you don't like <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> I love the Tina. So anyway. Yeah, I love Tina too. And, and not kidding. If you're not, if you don't like Tina Turner, get out. Uh, <laughs> um, well, those are closing statements for today for today's episode. Um, thanks so much for spending the time with me today. And for those of you guys who are tuning in, thanks so much for being a part of our Hemp Revolution podcast family and the Medical Secrets community. We live to serve you every day with the truth about cannabis and hemp. 
so that you can make empowered decisions about how you want to care for yourself and your family. If you're a budding entrepreneur, shoot me a message. I'd love to get to know you and your story better. Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. And if you are someone looking for products that will actually work and deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. We are happy to help. All of the social media handles and websites will be listed around this episode. Make sure that you check them out and don't be shy and help us to continue to make a difference in the world. Um, Make sure that you like and share this content and tag a couple people that you believe are going to get benefit from it, even if it's just a good laugh. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution, and we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.